The How Dare You podcast is brought to you by titties. <laughs> the How Dare You podcast is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and Tuity Fitness. The How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the last edition with Lady Chu. Ah. <laughs> Today we're talking hard rain. Michael Shantz here. Sorry, Chu. Chance. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me for the very last time. Asterisk. Maybe comes back for a special t- show. Maybe you'll miss it in a year. Lady Chu. Say hi to the good people, Chu. Hello, good people. But not goodbye quite yet. Yeah, when I say just good people, I think I really just mean Tom and Pangle. Well, everyone but Pete. <laughs> Pete doesn't listen. <laughs> Gotta Pete in on the last day. <laughs> Love it. All right, you. <laughs> We're talking hard rain today. How do you feel, first of all, before we get into the business of the movie, how do you feel about ending on hard rain? Uh, kind of weird. <laughs> It's not as fun or good as Broken Arrow. It's not. I'm glad we're on the same page about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's still... It is It is a how dare you. But it, yeah, it represents this... the how dare yous. Oh, yeah. You know what I love this about is... this movie is that... Look, there's a lot of bad movies made each year. And what's always kind of differentiated... The How Dare You Awards from, say, the Razzies or any, you know, the Stinker Awards or whatever else that kind of looks at Hollywood in this vein is we still have a love of movies and even bad movies. Take the Razzies. They tend to, like, just pick one movie and dump on it every year and say it sucks 17 different ways, you know? Worst screenplay, worst director, worst picture, worst actor, worst actress, and it's all from the one movie. Yeah. Yeah. But what I like is, in our categories, you could have a, a bad movie like Hard Rain that doesn't quite fit into any of the categories. And therefore, I mean, sometimes they don't get any nominations or they just get one, you know? Yeah. They just don't quite fit into our thing. But And yet, this is a How Dare You movie through and through. I feel like this... This is like a classic bad movie. Yeah. Just classic. I mean, even the actors don't like it. Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Freeman was like, don't see that movie. Morgan Freeman has famously said, yeah, don't. Just don't. <laughs> that was his quote. <laughs> don't just don't. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And I didn't like his character. 
Well, uh, so, and that's another famous story was that, look, we all love Morgan Freeman, but he's the fucking yeah. bad guy in this movie. Yeah, so it's weird. And at the end of the original movie, he was supposed to, I think, die and, of course, get no money. And the test audience, the test audiences said, we don't like that. We like Morgan Freeman. So they reshot an ending in which he doesn't die. It gets a little bit of money. Yeah. It's like... I don't get it. None of this would have happened if you hadn't have done this. You're the asshole. Yeah. I just think that's pretty funny. Also, it trips me. I It's just weird seeing Morgan Freeman play this character. Uh-huh. But also because he's wearing a cowboy hat. Right. And I just can't get past that. Uh, I can't get past it. Really? I don't know. It just sits weird with me. It seems I'm going to recommend you watch a movie called Nurse Betty. I never saw Nurse Betty. Well, big surprise there. Thank you. But <laughs> Nurse Betty is a movie that was kind of promoted as a quirky comedy. And it's not. It's a dark fucking movie. But way more interesting than I think it ever got credit for. And a lot of it has to do with Morgan Freeman. I'll just leave it there. Okay. And see if you pick up that breadcrumb and follow it to the fucking witch's house. <laughs> I don't mistake I don't make mistakes like that because you wouldn't find me in the forest alone anyway. And I sure should when be eating shit off of the fucking ground, like breadcrumbs. <laughs> Those kids are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> kids are stupid. <laughs> you fucking had it coming. <laughs> you know what that kid deserved? To be baked and eaten. <laughs> you hardly ever hear that from an adult. Maybe I'm the witch. <laughs> Bake and eat those children, goddammit. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking hard rain. It's apropos that we ended with hard rain, Chew, because it is a 1998 movie. And just like Armageddon that started this podcast... We end with a movie from 1998, which is the year the How Dare You Award started. Did you plan that? Of course. I don't believe you. Well. I saw your face. <laughs> if I was, if I had committed some crime, like the fucking 40-year cop veteran could not get a fucking thing out of me. Chew walks in the room. Liar. <laughs> that guy's a fucking liar. He did it. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Just like that, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did you plan that? Yes. Liar. It's fucking liar. It's bullshit. Yeah. You should have called me earlier. I could have saved you a whole lot of time. It's fucking <laughs> All right. A 1998 film, then. It's directed by Mikhail Solomon. 
who's done, I mean, lots of other things and nothing else. Really no other movies. A far off place he's done. But he's done a lot of television, you know, bits, one or two episodes here of like Alias, Band of Brothers, Rome. Uh, the reason he really got hired for this movie, though, is connected to us, Chew, because he was a cinematographer or worked behind the scenes camera shit for The Abyss. And the producers of this movie was like, well, this has a lot of water. <laughs> and you have experience with that. You have experience with water. Let's hire that guy. <laughs> and he ended up making a movie with 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. And on a budget of $70 million, took in a whole $8 million on its opening weekend. And in the USA and the world, $19.8 million. Oof. That's a fucking oof. <laughs> That's three O's and an F. Yeah. yeah. That's when you go to fart and you shit your pants. And as you would say, when a poopy, <laughs> poopy, a poopy substance. substance comes out. <laughs> you could just, you could text me out of the blue with nothing else, just poopy, poopy substance, substance. And I'd cry. I would start crying. Good times. Oh, man, that is great. Well, this is uh, the year the How Dare You Award started, 1998, so let's talk about it. Now, as previously stated, not all movies uh, lend themselves to the best uh, How Dare You Awards. You know what's interesting? I'm noticing... I don't think we had movie you least wanted to see yet. That's not on here for the inaugural year of the How Dare You Awards. I should amend it. I mean, it. this would definitely be in that category. Yeah. Made no money. And it's, you know, it's not... The plot isn't very uh, grabby. It's not like, ooh, I want to watch that. You're just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this off air. So you watch this movie and you have major The Hurricane Heist vibes. Yeah. Which one do you like more? That's a question. Hurricane Heist was so ridiculous that it was... It's funner. Extremely fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go Hurricane Heist. I'm going to have to do two. Yeah. But, uh, you know... It's funny because we have lots of categories in this first year that we don't have in other years. Uh, we still have, you know, we have Worst Title, which it was not nominated for. Hard Rain. I'm plenty okay with that. Yeah. It's not a sequel. It actually did not make Biggest Disappointment just because we had such other gang bu I mean, Armageddon, Godzilla, which won. He Got Game, Lost in Space, and Psycho. I think a lot of people like He Got Game. I did not. I lobbied hard for He Got Game. I don't think I ever saw it. Well, I know I never saw it. Well, I don't think I know who's in it. Denzel. Okay. And actual basketball player Ray Allen. Oh, wow. 
Really? Not much of an actor, I say, but other people tend to like it. I I think I I think I it it just it wasn't I don't I don't think it's a bad movie. I just you know when you you see a preview for a movie and you think, oh, that's my pick for the Oscar this year. Like, I want that to get a Best Picture nom. Like, that's how good I think it could be. And it wasn't that for me. It's fair. Basketball players like it. I'm not sure what that says. Then you have some weird categories that never come back, like title that best fits a movie about Prefontaine. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh-uh. There were like two movies that came out about this runner, <laughs> about a runner named Prefontaine. Movie that best fits, or title that best fits a movie about Prefontaine, Can't Hardly Wait, Living Out Loud, The Mighty, Psycho, and Rushmore. <laughs> Psycho one. Yeah, I don't even know what those other movies are. Of course not. Obviously. Your Lady Chu. We also have Least Watchable Movie featuring a friend, because all the friends were making movies. Oh, that's right. Most Regrettable Performance by a Non-Actor. And then you have, like, so here's the funny part. (laughs) We have, we did nominate Morgan Freeman for Most Forgettable Performance by an Oscar-winning actor for Hard Rain. The interesting part? Had not won an Oscar at this point. Uh Uh-oh. Morgan Freeman (laughs) is so unassailable as an actor that we just assumed he had won an Oscar. He's won an Oscar before, period, though, right? He has now. Okay. But he hadn't by 1998. Yeah, I would have just assumed. Yeah. So we, we were proven correct eventually, but not really at this time. Now, the only other award this movie was nominated for is Most Ridiculous Concept. Yeah. But as previously discussed, because I mean, we, did, we talked about Almost Heroes, that was nominated for Concept, but we talked about Krippendorf's Tribe. I don't know what that is. That's the Richard Dreyfuss movie. Okay. There you have it. Done and done. (laughs) Which leads me to my next piece of business. Could you possibly please explain the plot of this movie? For ding, 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 the very last time. (laughs) Yeah. Soak it up Um, while you can, folks. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Hard Rain, the Christian Slater movie. Um, (laughs) uh, Movie takes place, I'm going to go ahead and say Louisiana. Oh, that's a good point. Where does this movie take place? I want to say Louisiana because they got one, they got Southern accents and two, it floods and three, they have levees. So that it makes feels sense like to me. it, right? Yeah. Definitely. Is that where that we area. were for the hurricane heist? 
Yeah, that or like Alabama or something. It's one or the other, right? I think yeah. maybe it was Alabama. I think so, too. You know, that famous Alabama National Treasury. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one? Okay. In Alabama? Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a good place to put it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hard rain uh, takes place um, in a storm somewhere in those very bottom southern states. And when I mean a storm, I mean <clears throat> a storm. Okay? It's flooding. <laughs> like serious flooding. Um, Christian Slater is a uh, works for an armed truck service. Mm-hmm. And, for some uh, reason is picking up money today. Today of all days. <laughs> they really waited to the last minute. Yeah. So they're picking up all their shit. They've got about $3 million in cash. And they're trying to make it to the next stop to get rid of the money. And um, uh, the truck stalls in the flooded water. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and then, you know, they get lit up a little bit by uh, a group of guys well, led by Morgan Freeman who want to steal the money. Fucking Ed Asner doesn't get a little bit. He gets it a lot of bit in the neck. <laughs> he gets shot. So Christian Slater's partner gets shot. And then, uh, if you couldn't tell, bad things happen. <laughs> Shenanigans ensue. They sure do. And, uh... Again, this is like a... This is the 12-year-old boy wet dream movie. Because <laughs> there's fucking... There's gunplay. There's fucking jet skis. Yeah. You know, there's boats chasing each other. There are fires. It's all there's the face there's the face of a stained glass window coming right at the screen. Hilarious, by the way. This is all like Jenkins kid shit, yeah. but not on an offensive level. Not to the point where you're like, what the fuck is this? It's just like this is happening. Right. <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> and you know that there's a 12-year-old on set. Be like, oh, my God, that was so cool, you guys. Oh, man, did you see that? You see with that wave runner? Oh, my God, it went right through the window. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> did I mention, did we talk about, so, did we talk money? Yeah, it's th- a measly Three million dollars. No, well, I I meant the budget oh. and stuff. We talked budget, right? I don't know. Budget of seventy million dollars. Opening weekend of eight. Yeah. Made nineteen point eight million dollars. Oh, we we did yeah. talk about that. That's an yeah, because I said oof. But only thirty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes as well. I mean, it could be the amount of money it didn't make. Could, you know, I would say probably like a lower percentage would make sense based on the amount of money it didn't make. Mm -hmm. But if you actually watch the movie, I'm like, I don't think it deserved a lower score than 31%. That's bad. I I mean, if it was 20%, I wouldn't be surprised either, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Ridiculous. There's, There's sort a lot of, of uh, drowning that doesn't happen when it's supposed to happen. 
That's a big grievance for me. <laughs> That's how ridiculous it is. Yes. Drowning is supposed to happen, but doesn't happen. Chu was actively rooting for drowning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what this movie needs? Make it realistic. More drowning. <laughs> then I'd be happy. <laughs> All right. Let's talk uh, positive points and grievances. What do you want to talk about first? Grievances. All right then, madam. I have a cool 43. Ooh. I didn't get that high. 33. I have a slick 31. Ooh. Now, positive points. I have eight. Hmm. That seems high for you for this movie. I don't know what happened. The score for this movie versus last week's doesn't make any sense. <laughs> How but many positive does, points do you think I have? I think you have 21 positive points. You overshot it. Really? 13. All right. Baker's Dozen. I outed one with the powdered sugar. Just for, you know, shits and giggles. For gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie doesn't make you write as furiously as Broken Arrow does. No. It's just like gradually ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just like in your face ridiculous. <laughs> right. And it's not... There's just something in it that's not quite as fun as Broken Arrow. Yeah. You don't have a character Not even who's... quite. Like, it's nowhere near as fun as Broken Arrow. Totally. It's... I wouldn't say it's completely not fun, but I also wouldn't say it's, like, definitely fun. Yeah, right. It just is. It's just there. Yeah. You know, you don't have a In that way, it almost who's... took itself a little too seriously. I would agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. It should lean into the silliness a little bit more. Absolutely. They need a main character who's psychotically smoking a cigarette. That really just <laughs> takes it to the to the next step. Boy, does that help. It really does, because you're like, who <laughs> the fuck is this guy? All right. Well, we've gotten we've gotten all our first business out of the way. How about we take a break and then come back? Party. Boom. Segment two coming up. Two more segments with Lady Chu. You're really doing the countdown. Well, you're going to be missed. Thank you. I'll miss you're you. You're welcome. We're never going to see each other again. <laughs> God damn it. We'll be right back. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. 
The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows, and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of malt and hops in your life, and Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here trying to figure out why somebody would plan a robbery in the middle of a flood. It's just too much nonsense, Chu. There's too many variables. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It is poor planning. You know what's funny when you come, when you juxtapose these last two movies together? Travolta, man, he's got all kinds of plans and backup plans and plans upon plans and planning on his planning. He's plans got, on plans on plans. Oh, man, he's got all kinds of contingencies. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, not so much. No. Like, I, I remember thinking when, so... You know, they get the money, they drive up, the car gets stuck. We got Ed Asner and Christian Slater. You don't know Ed Asner, do you? Nope. Oh, Chew. Do you at least know that he's the old man in Up? <gasps> no. Well, he is. Ugh. That's a great fucking movie. I know. I don't suppose you've ever heard of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, I sure have. I haven't really watched any of it, but my grandma and my mom used to watch it together. All right. It's special. Well, Ed Asner's on that show, goddammit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Fucking great show. Yes. I love Ed Asner. But my original point was... So they they show up in their truck, you know, whatever. What is it? 30 yards away, 40 yards away from where they are flooded? Yeah. Where they're stuck. And I remember thinking, well, where's his boats? Isn't he going to take a boat there? No, he hadn't planned that far ahead. They had to go fucking rob a store for some boats. That's right. He never once thought, we might be in some water. Yeah. Like, did they, they didn't look at the weather when they were planning this right. this robbery? Now, I know we're also jumping way ahead, but we're going to find out late in the movie that Ed Asner was in on the heist. Yeah. But he now, gets shot. And he gets yeah. shot by his, by, of course, Morgan Freeman's incompetent accomplice. How come in these type of movies they always hire one idiot? Yeah. Like, you who don't doesn't have to really, hire that guy. Yeah, who doesn't really know how to be a thief. Don't hire that guy. Leave that guy at home, goddammit. Any guy <laughs> any guy who constantly rides his jet ski going, Yeah! <laughs> leave that fucking guy at home. <laughs> you know, it's the equivalent of applying for NASA. And they're like, hey, we like astronauts to apply. 
and you come up and you said, I would like to apply, but I'm not an astronaut. And they said, it's fine. You can come along. We'll turn you into an astronaut. Astronaut? Is that what I said? Astronaut. (laughs) Wait, what was the first one? I think aster. (laughs) An astronaut. (laughs) He's an astronaut. Uh, oh, man. Anyway, so my overall point was uh, clearly Morgan Freeman's Jim is not playing on the same level as John Travolta's Deacons. Not by a long shot. <laughs> oh, also, you know who else I wouldn't put on my team? A Bible quoter. Oh, no. I don't like that either. Yeah, why do you feel the need to, like, stop mid-activity and, like... Quote the Bible. Yeah, I don't need that. Can you focus up, please? Thank you. <laughs> my grievance you... my grievance for, for them shooting Ed Asner was shooting misunderstanding. <laughs> you know, where, where a shooting starts just because there was a misunderstanding. <laughs> Oops. Right underneath that, this goes along with the hurricane heist. I wrote, dumbest crime ever. So I know what I was going to say earlier. My overall point was, if Ed Asner is in on it and they do these pickups all the time, why wouldn't he just call and say, there's a flood coming? Why don't we do it next week? Yeah. Well, well, they needed the flood to happen because then... Nobody's in town. I guess. I guess the flood was on. They had to do it during the flood. They're like, we're going to do it. Now's going to be the time because nobody's going to be in town. And we can do it without getting caught. (laughs) It's just, that's an incredibly stupid crime. And it's only for $3 million. I could not get over that fact. That and the cowboy hat, I could not get past it. (laughs) Like, fuck. Jim, get it together. (laughs) I would love it if Jim came to you with his plan. First of all, you got that hat on. So I'm going to say no. Second of all, $3 million? $3 million, even 25 years ago. If $3 million was just for me... I'd probably still say no. I would absolutely say no if it was $3 million per person. I don't give a fuck about $3 million. You add on a fucking zero, maybe I'll get down. <laughs> $30 million? Okie dokie. I'm interested. <laughs> oh, isn't this also so like Slater takes the money out of the back and hides it in a cemetery and they go they go across the waterway find Ed Asner dead see that the money's gone b- right before they were going to blow the door open i might add they didn't even check it first and both grievance and positive point i wrote morgan freeman says we're dealing with a slippery one here <laughs> like morgan i'm going to have to tell you to shush That's fucking amazing. (laughs) Let me tell you something, boys. We're dealing with a slippery one here. 
He's wily. He's got guile. Like... He's moving and a-shaking. That line doesn't fit with this situation specifically because it's only $3 million. Who gives a shit? (laughs) With a slippery one. No. He's a slippery one. No. Uh, The dialogue is weak in this movie. Really weak. Yeah. Not good. But we also have a, a repeat performance. We talked about Lake Placid, which was a 1999 movie. Hard Rain here is a 1998 movie. So we get back-to-back Betty White. She's great. In consecutive years. And she's mean in this movie. She's really a jackass. She's a mean lady. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? She's a fucking pot stirrer in Lake Placid, too, because she's feeding that fucking thing. Right. Yeah. She's an instigator in both movies. I mean, if anybody if I had a dick, one, this is where I tell you to suck it. <laughs> <laughs> that was Lake Placid, not this movie. Yeah. yeah. But she's such an asshole in this movie <laughs> that even her husband has to say, I'm driving back towards the bad guys and telling them to shoot you. <laughs> Positive point. <laughs> Did you recognize him? That's Richard Dysart. Uh, no. Well, he's in the thing. Ah. He's the one who puts his arms in the beast and gets him bitten off. I wouldn't have remembered that. Well, of course not. Also, he's got a huge beard in this one, so I don't... I don't strictly demand that you should have remembered, you know? It's your last day. I'm not going to tell you you're a jackass too much. You can tell me I'm a jackass. Although you are. I know. <laughs> Fuck it, Betty White with her shotgun. Yeah, she's crazy. Oh, and also we got Minnie Driver. Yeah. I've read a lot of stories lately about Minnie Driver in her early years of Hollywood being told by producers in Hollywood that she's not beautiful enough to be a leading lady. And I just want to say for the record... Fuck all of them. That is incorrect. Ugh. So in love with Minnie Driver. Between the year previous in 1997 with Goodwill Hunting and this movie. Why are we telling women that they can't, if they're not beautiful, they can't be a leading lady? Right. What the fuck Especially does that when have it's to not, do with anything? Not, I mean, it does, shouldn't have anything to do with anything, but also, in this case, not fucking true. It isn't yet completely. It's not true. Smoking hot. You know what's funny, too? Like, I put as a positive point the mini driver arrival. Because before that, it's just nothing but dickish men. Yeah. I mean, even Christian Slater, it's like he's the hero, but he's kind of. Whining about his job and... <laughs> you know? Ooh, that was a big grievance for me. I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot. Him bitching at his partner uh-huh. in the car. Bitching about pay, bitching about the uniform, right. blah, blah, blah. I do not appreciate when I'm doing my job 
and I'm standing next to you and you're also doing your job, which is the same as my job. I'm here to make money because this is my livelihood and you're just going on and on and on bitching and complaining about this job that we're doing. Can you shut the fuck up? Don't shit on my job. It's also your, we have the same fucking job. If you're shitting on yourself, you might as well tell me I'm a fucking idiot for having this job, but I'm here to make fucking money. So you can't, that you can't do that. You can't shit on how somebody else earns their living because it doesn't meet your goddamn expectations. That's a you problem. (laughs) Christian, shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter if the job sucks. You're there, so you have to fucking do it, and you better do it well. Get the fuck I must out of here. Have, I must have driven you nuts at Slater's 50-50. Well, I wasn't super happy there, so that's a little different. I'm like, everybody sucks. You all suck. Well, th- you're not wrong. <laughs> do your job better. <laughs> I come in and do my job right every day. What's the matter with you? Yeah, but you wouldn't come in. You would come in and want to make your money and do the job that needed to be done. Yeah. So of you didn't really quite fit. That's true. You didn't quite fit that role that I'm complaining about. <laughs> it's like clocking in and being like, I'll go home. Why'd you fucking clock in then? Why are you even fucking here? Yeah, right. Because you should have just stayed home. Oh. Anyway. Well, yeah, I was going to say, when we meet Minnie Driver, it's because she's knocked over Christian Slater in the head. And then we immediately go to the jail and the cops are there and he's in he's in the cell. Yeah. And then, you know, he kind of tells them what's going on. They trust him, but don't trust him. Randy Quaid looks like the, you know, the smart guy in the group that does trust him. Uh but we've got Mark Ralston, who's Wayne, who you might also recognize from Shawshank Redemption. Uh, oh, come on, Chew. Was he one of uh, one of the good guys, like in the group? Not like one of the good guys, actually, no. Oh, he was one of the bad guys. Yeah. Was he one of the rapey dudes? Mm-hmm. Oh, not the main He's, rapey guy. He is. He's Boggs. Really? Yeah. I did not catch that. But that's because I also think that's because of how good an actor he is. Yeah. He's also, I forget the character's name, but he's also in The Departed. And he's the guy that gets shot right before Martin Sheen gets thrown off the roof. This guy's a really good actor. Yeah. And he was, was he the one that told Leonardo DiCaprio? He's like, I, I gave you the wrong address, but you showed up at the right one anyway. Yeah, he's like, why didn't I tell him? Why didn't I tell him? And then dies. Fuck. Yeah. Dang. That's fun. I enjoyed this. Good times. Yeah. I just like watching, like, you know, he's a guy who was, there's a documentary called uh, That Guy From That Thing. And it's all about this kind of actor that you see yeah. over and over again, but you don't know his name. And you can't, t- you can't say like right off the bat what movies he's in. Except, yeah. Unless you're me. Unless you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but <laughs> Mark Ralston, fucking good actor. Love that guy. It was, 
I didn't remember this. It, it was like, he's a good asshole. But I, I was a little sad that he also was rapey. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that. I wanted him to be a regular asshole, not a super asshole. Yeah. Like, there's different categories of super assholes, yeah. and I don't like that particular category of super asshole. But the one thing I did like was, you know, the cops all kind of go off to try and verify his story. And one cop's going to take Minnie Driver out of town and it's going to, you know, so they're all gone. I thought this was a pretty good scene when the like a, another wave of flood comes and it fills yeah. up the entire precinct. And Christian Slater's like trying to troubleshoot. Now, you might be upset because you're thinking he should drown. But I thought all of that was pretty good. <laughs> I thought the scene was good. OK. But. You know, look, in that situations in that situation, I promise you, unfortunately, Mini Driver is not going to come and save you at the last second. But Nobody did, is going Chew. to come and save you at the last she second. Did. She did, but she won't. Okay. Just telling you. I also think it's filmed well. You know, he, he goes to the bottom, he gets his own is- flashlight that was on his belt, he undoes it, then he uses that as like a breathing tube. And I just love that you can see his face with his eyes yeah. open underwater, like eyeballing her trying to unscrew shit in the ceiling that was so that good. he can get out. I actually, at the end of that scene, I wrote as a positive point, I was invested. Yeah. <laughs> Hard rain made me care. I mean, you know he's not going to die. Right. It's like beginning of the movie. Uh, but it was good. Actually, I'm trying to remember. Did that jail scene come after they're chasing him in the school? Because that's a whole set piece. I think it might. Uh. Doesn't he break through the window on the jet ski and then go to the church and then she smacks him? Well, I wrote down Wave Runner in the school grievance. <laughs> um. I think it's after. The jail's after. Or the the school's after. I think the jail is after. Fuck, I don't know. I can't tell from my notes. It's like I didn't write any notes during the the potential drowning. Because <laughs> I guess because I was invested. I just didn't feel mm-hmm. the need to write anything down. It has to be after, I think, because I wrote down dealing with a slippery one here. Followed by hired idiots for crimes to watch your step. And that's when he's sitting on the steps in the school and the wave runner flips over. Yeah. And we mentioned like he steals the boats. He had no plan. So they're like, they have to break into a place. By the way, with Dan Florick, the school teacher slash bomb maker, who is the captain for so many years on Law and Order shows. Kind of hard to see Dan Florick, the captain, as fucking a bad guy. Oh, yeah. I don't approve. <laughs> the wave runner is before the jail. Yeah, I think so. Yes. All of that strict fucking nonsense. It's a grievance. <laughs> I also kept thinking, you know, it's funny because as he's he puts the fucking money in the cemetery 
And then they, those guys are cruising around. But he's like waist deep in water at that point. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, just stop moving around. Stay where you are. When they get near, go underneath the water. It's not like they're lurking about in one place for very long. You have to stay underwater a long time. <laughs> and it's fucking dark out. They can't see you. Let's think it through. Let's take yeah. a second. But if you're fucking shock, 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 sloshing around fucking trying to walk I'm in water, you. they're going to fucking see and hear that. Grievance. And then he locks himself up in a school. That's dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> but of course you get that idiot again. Yeehaw! Yeehawing around on his goddamn jet ski wave runner. I don't know how he had that much room in the school for the wave runner. <laughs> I mean, because I know you didn't. It's just a movie. Because it was a set. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's take a break. How about that? Yeah. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll finish up with hard rain. <laughs> the rain is hard. Hard rain. <laughs> we'll be right back. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out To A T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. To A T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Finishing up the reign of Chew with the last segment of Hard Rain. You want to know when you're in a bad movie? <laughs> when you left three characters that were together, who were Richard Dysart, Betty White, and Minnie Driver, and then two of them show up caught by the bad guys with no explanation as to how they were caught, and you think to yourself, well, how the fuck were they caught and Minnie Driver wasn't? And the moment you think that, Christian Slater says, what happened to Karen? She's in the fucking attic. They didn't see her. <laughs> That's as much explanation as we get. <laughs> Which is fine. Because this movie was the perfect length. That's true. It was an hour and a half. Hour 36. Thank you. Well, hour 36 for me because I watched the credits. I know you're turning that shit off right away. You can't fool me. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I would have turned it off sooner, but, <laughs> they, they but the actors lasted. were still talking. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
no, um, they started blaring that song at the end, and I said, I was oh, just Oh, wait, stunned. hang on. We're not there yet. Hold uh, on. Well, I'll save it. We got to hold, yeah. But there's a song at the end. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, Fucking shit. amazing. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, within the guise of our story, I think we're right about at the place where the, out of nowhere, the cops just all decide to start murdering everyone. Yeah, they want the money. <laughs> it's three million. Again, it's three million. Who cares? Yeah. Care. But I just like that. Okay. Christian Slater, how did he get caught? I don't even remember. How did he get caught by the bad guys? He and Minnie were in uh, Betty White's house. Then he's on a rowboat. Oh, yeah, he rows to the armored car and he gets a shotgun. When he gets out of the truck with the shotgun, they're just there. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're there with Betty White and Richard Dicer, but not Minnie Driver. That's the moment where they're going to let the old people go. He says, if you let the old people go, I'll take you to the fucking money. Yeah. It's like, all right, deal. And it's like starts rowing back to them because Betty White won't shut the fuck up. I'm going to ask them to shoot you or to shoot me. I don't care which. (laughs) (laughs) The next time I say let's leave when there's a flood, let's leave when there's a flood. She's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So at any rate, he takes him to where the money is, but the money's gone. And he doesn't believe him. And then the cops come up. The cops just outright kill both of his partners that are left. And Morgan Freeman thinks he has the drop on him because he puts Christian Slater up on a a gravestone and says, I got this guy. I'm going to kill him. So there. Yeah. And Randy Quaid, before Randy Quaid went berserk, by the way, have you seen Randy Quaid talk about his kind of right wing nonsense with Christmas lights blaring in his fucking going off and on in this face? Nope. I'm going to show it to you when we get off air. Okay. It's a treat. Okay. I believe you. But the Randy Quaid from this movie, I think, became the Randy Quaid in real life. Because with his most sinister, evil look on his face, when he says, you're going to have to shoot, he says, okay. (laughs) He just starts shooting at both him and Christian Slater. So, and this is like... He hasn't even talked to any of the cops about this. The cop that's in love with Minnie Driver is kind of like, what's going on? And then Wayne the Rapist is is look, has the same look at first. What the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, oh, this seems fun. And so he starts trying to murder them too. Yeah. Meanwhile, the guy at the fucking levee, he's brought, he's, he's brought in specifically to murder because apparently he's a good murderer. Because he's a good shot when they go hunting. Yeah. So Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman have to join sides. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like we saw, I feel like we saw that coming. Not that Morgan Freeman and Christian Slater would. I was going to ask up. you what you thought of that. Like when you saw it happen, did you, you know, were you shocked that the police did this or did that not seem like a surprise at all? No, it seemed uh, when he was back in the jail cell and he was telling him, telling them how much money was in the mm-hmm. car, I would have been like, no, don't do that. Shut your the fucking fuck mouth. Up. Don't tell yeah. anybody about any fucking money. It's not a lot. Only about $10,000. I don't know why they want it. <laughs> yeah. Dumb it down or say you didn't get any or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, I wouldn't have told. I wouldn't have told anybody nothing. Heard. Not a goddamn thing. Um, I was a little surprised at, that Morgan and Freeman and Christian Slater teamed up. Um thought that was the best best case scenario. Right. Because you have a moment where Freeman gets in his boat and he starts taking off and you think he's going to just try and skedaddle. But he pulls a U-turn and he's like, get in. Yeah. Slater kind of hangs on for dear life on the side as they take off and <laughs> shots are fired where it should be very easy to shoot and kill everyone. But everyone keeps missing. Yeah. That's why they need the other guy because he's a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. Except he never proves that, really. Nope. <laughs> he just shows up in his own boat and agrees to 750 apiece. Right. He's like, yep, I like it. I know. He's like, Do it. Also, Randy Quaid has that moment where he says, that money, we're going to keep it. <laughs> yeah, we picked that up, Randy. Thank you. <laughs> A little late for that. We've watched you try to murder someone for five straight minutes. Yeah, I can assume you're only doing this for three mil. And at some some point, somehow they got Annie, too. Not Annie, I mean Karen. Yeah. I don't know when they got her, but she's in their boat. This is when Ray, Wayne decides to take her home and handcuff her and attempt rape. Yeah, then Christian has to go save her because he's like, where's Karen? So he saves her. Well, Levy. hang on, though. Not from the rape. She does that on her own. Thank you very oh, yeah. much. Stabs that fucker in the neck. T- to the railing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's not as good as Christian Slater in the jail. But like her having like, you know, part of what's happening for all of these escapes from the water is she's got her trusty pocket knife. Yeah. So she undoes the screws on the banister to be able to go up higher. Then we spend five minutes watching Christian Slater go to the kitchen to get a hacksaw just to find it not work and break (laughs) with the first slice. And, oh, then they get his gun and he shoots the handcuffs off. Yeah. Oh, but that's after he's, but before that he's in the church with Morgan Freeman. They hole up in the church. Yeah. And that scene is like (laughs) fucking... Delicious, ridiculous. Yeah, that's. It's stupid. You got the Molotov cocktails that they throw both inside the place and on the roof, not doing the best business because, again, we're in the middle of a flood. Yeah. And the fire itself is a CGI fire, and they keep fucking showing the CGI fire that looks like nothing but a CGI fire, so it looks terrible. 
And of course they crash. This is my favorite moment. They crash through the windows, the stained glass windows of the church with their fucking boats and that piece of like a face. You have to really look closely, but a face from the stained glass stained glass window goes right at the screen as though this as though this movie is in 3D, which it is not. Not necessary. <laughs> it's not necessary. This is my favorite moment in the whole movie. Both grievance and positive point. <laughs> yeah. Fucking great. Oh, also, the reason they get out of the church is because the good cop kind of helps them after getting shot. Yeah. The guy who's, kind of, who's in love with Karen. And uh, did you notice as... Well, first of all, Morgan Freeman gets shot in a way that would only seem to denote that he would have to die. Yeah. And then that gunshot wound just doesn't seem to come up again in the entire movie. Yeah, he's fine. He's just fine. But, I mean, Randy Quaid, he gets fucked up. I mean, yeah, we're not quite there yet. We get out of the church before it happens, right? Doesn't happen in the church, does it? He doesn't die in the church. No. But the good guy does. Did you notice right before he died that he grabbed a Bible and yeah. put it close to his chest? <laughs> I can make comments, but. Oh, my God. Really made me laugh. You do what you need to do before death. So that's your business. I really just wanted to know, was this an actor choice or a director choice? It has to be a director choice. I would love it if it was an actor choice. Bible. Oh. Mm. it's a director choice because you got the guy who's constantly quoting the bible you spend a lot of time in the church you're in a southern town and they 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 play the song at the mm -hmm. end oh i also uh, forgot about that other guy got electrocuted super duper ultra mega dead yeah except not but he should be dead he got so electrocuted that he caught on fire. He falls from the metal structure he was on. And then Morgan Freeman finds him. Yeah. It's Why okay, you buddy. Dead? You're going to be all right. Wait. I don't think you come back from that. You should be extra super dead already. Yeah. If you're electrocuted uh enough to catch on fire, you're dead. <laughs> no. Yeah, that guy is fucking dead as a doornail. But that was earlier. I think that was even earlier than the church. That was after the jail. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> this a lot of weird shit. This movie is very, like, it's easy to forget. It is. I watched this movie yesterday. Because they go back and forth to the same sets. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. God damn it. And then I have uh, Motorboat Quaid Death. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they... Do they take their motorboat? They kind of go off the roof. Do they jump out? No, he and then just, just gets shot to death. Well, but, Quaid? but first, like, the boat hits him, and then the, the, the motor of the boat flips over and, like, lands on top of his face, and then you think he's dead? Yeah. That whole right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have a showdown back at the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I don't remember all the, the details. I just know he gets sh- lit the fuck up. They shoot by, him too many times. By both of them, right? Yes. Yeah. Because he's about to kill because Minnie well, Driver's going to shoot him and shoot her Yeah, so out. there's that whole thing. I remember, like, Minnie Driver sees the gun, which I think, <laughs> I can't believe I know this. I think it's called an M1. And the only reason I remember that is because I remember that gun was used a lot on the television show The A-Team. <laughs> okay. So I remember seeing it and going, hey, the A-Team gun. <laughs> Used to see that gun all the time on the A-Team. But I remember her raising the gun straight to his face. And I thought, oh, my God, if she pulls that trigger, like, nightmares forever. She's going to, like, like this. Yeah. I don't want Minnie Driver to shoot this man. I really don't want her to shoot this man. Killing people is not good, even if they're bad. I don't want her to have to shoot him. <laughs> and I'll say this for the movie. They... Again, it's slow motion, but but they are kind of... I had that feeling of watching her realizing she might have to do this. Yeah. But when she pulls the trigger, the gun's empty. Yeah. Which makes him smile, you know, sinisterly. And then they light him up. Yeah. Bam, 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 boom, bam, boom, 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 boom. They spare no bullets. Which brings me to one of my other big grievances... Nobody reloads at all no. in this movie. No. Nobody when... reloads. There's just endless yeah. magic bullets. When Christian Slater goes down to get the Bible quoters gun in the graveyard, when he and Morgan team Morgan Freeman first have to team up. I remember thinking, oh, this gun must have a clip. Because he shot the, he shot bullets like 20 times out of that gun. It's a revolver. <laughs> it's great. Like, does nobody know how fucking... You have to reload. They just don't appear. Come on. Video game style. You know what I'm saying? You still have to go get bullets in a video game. <laughs> Quaid finally dies, and this is when... Who shows up? The army? Who is it? The state police. State police. Where the fuck is the National Guard? Where's the National Guard? Well, they do say at one point, the National Guard's never coming. And I thought, oof. Were they fortune-telling or what? (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) But I love also that the state police say... Everybody freeze. And Slater looks at Morgan Freeman. He's like, you better get out of here. <laughs> By the way, he's got to row. He's just got to slowly row himself yeah. from the scene. And I think they don't see him. <laughs> I know it's nighttime and like there's, but you've got spotlights and it looked like you already spotlighted that whole area. You don't get see the man in a, in a semi-large boat rowing away stupid also i if i was like christian slater and i heard the state police tell me to freeze after all of that shit i would have been like why yeah i've been taking care of business for about four hours in the rain thank you very much too little too fucking late just get the (laughs) fuck out of here where the hell have you been there's three people left in this town you fuck 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but instead, he's putting up his arms. Yeah, I would have been like, He's no. complying. You're late. <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you bring the National Guard? Yeah. But Morgan Freeman happens upon Randy Quaid's dead body, which happened to have a bag of money on it. Yep. So he gets at least one bag of money as he slowly rows away from the scene of the crime. And we know how much money that is because Randy Quaid did the math for us. Right. Seven fifty. Seven hundred and fifty thousand. All I kept thinking was, an hour later, Morgan Freeman sank and drowned. <laughs> <laughs> That's how his day ended. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You know, that's what you get for wasting your time for such a little amount of money. Right? Stupid. Well, now we get to it, Jew. Because you got Minnie Driver and you've got Christian Slater sitting in a boat with their hands up in the air, complying with state police. And she says, I forget, what does she say? Something to the effect of, uh, is my church okay? And he says, eh, there's a little flood damage, but it put out the fire. <laughs> She's like, what fire? And he goes, yeah, you know, there's a bit of fire damage. Also, oh, they drew, drove their boats through the stained glass windows. Yeah. <laughs> and then freeze frame, right? Freeze frame. Yeah. But not before we hear. I mean... This song started, and I'm not sure I've ever laughed out loud harder it was... at the start of a credits for a movie. They don't even lead you in. They're no. just like, let's turn it on. Like, it freeze frames on them as though they're, you know, the kids from different strokes that have been, you know, yeah. just up to shenanigans. Totally. They're kind of like, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. And then Flood by Jars of Clay starts up, which I had to look up. All I know is when the song started, all I thought was, I had never forgotten a song more than this song when it started. Yep. Rain, rain on my face. (laughs) (laughs) I had so many memories. Oh, my God. Like, what is happening you told me off air that this was a christian band which of course later in life yeah that this was a christian rock band jars of clay wow i'm pretty sure that's true i mean i didn't look it up but i remember somebody telling me that that's true so if it's not true whatever but i'm pretty sure that it is this is a fucking song for noah yep but sure is but I, when you told me that, I said, and they started with rain, rain on my face. Because that sounds pretty fucking dirty. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but if I can't swim after 40 days. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it surprises you. It, oh, my God. I have to admit, this movie ended like somehow this song 
was the most pleasant surprise because they went for the absolute like nail on the head of a song to sum up this stupid movie where it it should be just it is in fact just stupid but in a way that's kind of sublime like you can't believe that they decided to do it i would love to know that somebody chose that song and like cracked up because it was so ridiculous but i know that didn't happen yes somebody was like this song is like fucking perfect dude like i got the perfect song they were serious about it right Nobody was like, let's put this on. This is fucking funny. <laughs> Jenkins. Just, wow. Absolutely a Jenkins move. <laughs> I got an idea. I got an idea. I have an idea. Wait for it. <laughs> Flood. Jars of clay. <laughs> Jenkins, you've done it again. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? Because do you get it? (laughs) Yeah, Jenkins. Thank you. I read the lyrics. Thank you. Do you know that it starts with rain, rain on my face? We got it, Jenkins. (laughs) Do you get the chorus? But if I can't swim after 40 days. Yeah, I understand. Thank you. That's enough. Downpour on my soul, splashing in the ocean. Do you get it? Yes, I understand. I'm losing control. Yes. Okay. That, just That's you know. when Jenkins has to be 86 from the building. Like, we're done <laughs> for the day. Jenkins. <laughs> oh, my God. That is some good fucking shit. It's so stupid. It really is. <laughs> All right. Well, that's hard rain. Oh, chew. Chew. <laughs> I'm going to miss you. Thanks, Chance. I'm going to miss you, even though we'll still be friends after this. We just won't see each other ever again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not true, stupid. <laughs> oh um, my god. I do I do have to thank you for making me do this for almost 2 years. Because I didn't really care a lot what people thought of me and I wasn't really afraid to be embarrassed around people, but now I super don't fucking care, which is nice. <laughs> like I just don't give a fuck what anybody thinks and it's actually really refreshing. Not in a dicky way, but, you know. I get it. It's freeing. Well, for my part, I mean, I've, I've already said it, but I, I really, I don't think you'll ever understand. I think the thing I'll lament the most is you don't get, like, how good at this you are. <laughs> you should be paid to do this. Thank you. I can't afford that. (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) We have like three listeners. That is truly a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) But no matter what happens to this show, it could never be the same ever again without you. That's how good you are. Thank you. 
it's been an honor and enlightening. I've learned a lot. I don't know what I'll remember and what I won't remember, but I remember the good stuff. <laughs> Just remember poopy substance. <laughs> and separately, what you said a couple weeks ago, I don't remember what it was in reference to, uh -huh. but you said that something... <laughs> Something was a fart with shit in it, and I died. <laughs> it was in reference to a movie we watched, and I don't remember us watching something that you hated, but something happened to where you were like, that right. was a fart with shit in it. <laughs> Conversely... I don't know if it was on the podcast, but I know that before I've said, this smells like a piece of shit that farted. <laughs> you know, it's that type of humor. I I don't care. It's fucking funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, <sighs> that's the last one in the books. Lady Chu, what? is your last drinking game. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I, oh, shit. Hey, you have to go first. Fuck. That's fucking amazing. Ah, fucking typical. I have been, I've been on it the last couple movies. <laughs> For your last one, you <sighs> didn't do your homework. Fuck. I oh. think I was just tripping out that I was like, oh, this is the last one. That's fantastic. Wait. Okay, I have one. Oh. Well, all right then. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, anytime you realize, if you're paying attention, <laughs> if you realize they should have reloaded. Mmm. Because they shoot a lot, a lot, a lot in this movie. It's fucking bang, bang, bang galore. Okay? Right. No one reloads. Hmm, that's pretty good. You have to pay attention, though. I think it's fairly uh, spread out, too, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Sticking with I, I got to tell you, it wasn't easy to, to pick something for this movie. No, there's not... There's not a lot of, like, continuity. Yeah, right. You know, like, repetition of shit. Well, but at the same time, it feels like we're always doing the same thing. Exactly. They're always going back and forth. Right. So my first thought was every time there's a chase. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. Or anytime I, I would... we're leaving a location, like you're in transit. Kind right. Of thing. That like was my first boat, thought. I couldn't decide if I water. was going to stick with that. But I also thought of, do you think there's enough of... Every time somebody almost drowns. There's two for sure. There's not more than that? I really wanted it to be that. You know what? If there's not enough of that, then I'll go with my third one, which is every time someone dies. A good one. Or, you know, going back to the drowning, anytime there's an underwater scene. Oh, yeah. 
I'm going to stick with death. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll end on death. Excellent. (laughs) I'm going to go with that one. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think of Hard Rain? We started with 1998. We finished with 1998. Uh, Keep a lookout for the How Dare You podcast to come back in some other form with a less genius co-host. No. You're just setting them up. I'll say a different genius co-host. I don't want to set somebody up for failure. Okay. be great. (laughs) I like how we're already deciding like who it is, even though they haven't committed yet. Right. He's committed. Just make him do it. <laughs> so find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to the How Dare You Podcast at gmail.com. For the last time, Lady Chu, say goodbye to the people. People. Pangle and Tom. Really, that's it. This is to Pangle and Tom. Both listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening every week i personally don't know how you did it they love it it. i didn't listen to a single episode i know (laughs) (laughs) but i thoroughly appreciate the time you put in to listen to me and chance Uh. talk nonsense uh and i'll 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 miss you guys thank you for just always being cheerleaders This is a quality program. It is. Because you were involved. Thank you. That's a little much, but thank you. It's not. It'll be, it'll, it'll, I, I, you know, no matter what happens with the podcast, uh, and I think good things can still come of it, but like I said, it can't be the same. You brought something unique and special to the podcast. I thank you for that. And... God damn it, I love you. I love you. And if this made you happy, then that truly, truly makes me happy. I think that's the only reason you stuck around for as long as you did. Because <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Everyone I've talked to have said, what? Why? Why? And I said, to be honest, I think she stuck around a little longer than she wanted to. Watching shitty movies and taking notes, not her favorite thing to do. <laughs> Like, for me, a movie fan, I can't conceive of something else I'd rather do or stopping what I'm doing now. I'm an insane person who has chosen this life. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times it's a little easier, but uh, some movies your partner picks for you (laughs) are difficult to get through. You're not even sticking around for uh, some... Teachable moments. Some last teachable moments. Well, you text me a movie to watch, and I'll watch it, and then I will report back with an audio text that you can use later. All right then, sir. Yeah. Maybe as the podcast goes on, we can do that. Yeah. You can, you can send use in... my audio text as like yeah. a guest appearance. Kind All of you got to do is like a minute of, yeah. of audio text. Done. On teachable moments. That'll make that'll make the devoted listeners so happy. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. Collectively, let's take a moment of silence and say goodbye to Lady Chu. Is it done? Done. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how long a moment is supposed to be, but felt long enough. You know, a few seconds. No. You know, a few seconds. <laughs> Thank you. Is that official? For the last time, good day to you, madam. Good day, sir. Love you. Love you more. And thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. Uh, I don't know when you'll hear from us, but you'll hear from one of us at some point. Thank you for listening. We love you. I think that dog's job across the street is just to bark. Like, he clocked into his shift. He's like, this is my job. That dog's a fucking whore. I bet he is a whore. I bet his parents didn't even fix him. Right? (laughs) Just put a sign on the gate of your neighbor's house that says, whore dog. But if I can't swim after 40 days And my mind is crushed by the crashing waves (laughs) 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 Just like that too